What's happening? This is Daryl with another Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey podcast episode. As always, we're having interesting conversations about prevalent topics over a good glass of wine and whiskey. So today I really just want to kind of go off of the the topics and give myself a chance to ramble a little bit and and have a stream of consciousness based on what I've been thinking over these past few weeks. Um, I am sipping on some Suntory whiskey and uh, some Japanese whiskey. Tastes a lot like scotch, in my opinion, but a bit smoother. So yeah, it's uh, it's pretty solid. I'm kind of upset because I probably, probably only have maybe three more, two or three more neat drinks worth of it in the bottle. But yeah, anyway... The past few weeks have been interesting. I was just counting the days that I've not been in the office, and um, weekends included. It has been exactly 21 days. Um, I had a meeting in the office 21 days ago. I left probably around 1 or 2 o'clock, left Raleigh, came back to Durham, and that was it. I've not been back since. I don't know when I'll be going back. Um, It's a really interesting time. And it's something we've never seen before. I've been doing a lot of reading. I read all the time. It's one of the, it's actually a problem. I look at the news and um, not the television news, but the actual newspaper or digitally I'll I'll read it online. And um, it's really interesting because we've never been here before. And so we don't know how to react. And that means that a lot of us are just on the go and on the move. I'm getting, you know, conference call requests every so often. Um, Skype or Zoom calls, Google Hangouts. And while I'm glad we live in a day and age where we can communicate as frequently as we do, I think I'm speaking for most of us in saying it's almost overkill. None of us or very few of us communicate with our teams as frequently as we have over the past two to three weeks since this pandemic, you know, really became an issue in the United States. None of us talk to our or have calls set up every day to discuss progress. But for the first couple of weeks, that was it. Like every day you were having some kind of call with someone to discuss the the progress that you were making toward a project. And it's like, I haven't even had time to digest what I did yesterday before I have to report out on it the next day. It's a lot. And I, I'm glad that we're, I hope that many of us are starting to, my organization is really starting to get a handle on, okay, what do we need calls for? When do we need calls? How long do they need to be? Does this person need to be on it or are we wasting their time? You know, I think weekly check-ins are great, especially if you worked in a team where everyone was on site before. That makes sense. But for me, I worked with people who were spread across the state. And so we would talk to each other once every other week collectively and then have meetings as need be on a weekly basis, you know, with people we directly interacted with. But this is just a really weird time. And I'm trying to get my mind around what it means going forward. 
and I see a ton of posts. <laughs> it was first of all, we'll, we'll backtrack to before this was even a reality that we were facing, and let's think about how we said, could that meeting have been an email? And now we're finding out maybe it couldn't have been an email, but it could have been a conference call. Like a lot of the times, the things that we were doing, we could have done from home. And doing them from home is not just about being able to be comfortable, in my opinion. I think it was maybe three episodes ago. I, uh, I titled that one, Are We Killing the Earth? Let's, let's really break it down, right? So I live in the South, North Carolina where if you don't have a car, you, you can't do very much. It, or it makes, it makes life a lot harder because we don't have the public transit system that many major metropolitan cities in the uh, Northeast do or on the West Coast do. So you drive. You drive to work every day. Um, you drive to the grocery store. You drive to the movie theater um, because it's so much more spread out. That being said, every day I go to work, if I am driving, which I chose to take the bus um, more often than not, and then bike into the office from the bus stop. But for the norm is that you drive. So if five days a week you're driving to and from the office, everyone is doing that. That is the norm. The amount of pollution that that creates is astronomical. Right now, that pollution is not being created. In this moment, though we are being forced to, we are helping to eliminate environmental pollution and we are saving the earth. Now think about that in this space and fast forward to when this is all over. What if we kept doing that? What if we stopped killing the earth? What if we said, you know what, this was actually not the worst thing in the world. We were able to function and be productive in this space. Let's transition. Let's not make people drive into the office every day, continue to emit harmful greenhouse gases. Let's do better. So um, that, that's one thing that, um, that has you know, just been on my mind. Like We are really, really helping the environment well, the environment is forcing us into a position where we have to help it, actually. But that's how it's going to work, right? We always think we're in control. You know, we are humans, and everything bends to our will. But that's, that's not the way it is. The earth could shut us down in a second. I think that this is a quick ego check for us, if nothing else. And if we don't take it seriously, I truly believe the earth is going to say, F you, we're done with you, discard us, and poof, they, things will still keep moving. You know, whether you're thinking religiously or not, we are not all powerful. And to think that we are is... um is naive and obviously very harmful to the environment that we we live in. Sorry, I just got a notification on my computer. Remind me in an hour. That'll be four o'clock. Plenty of time to send an email. Um, but yeah, one cool thing about this time is 
I now am not too tired to come home and cook dinner. Uh, yeah, I will. Um, I'll meal prep a lot of weeks. I've definitely meal prepped before I started this uh, this new job a lot more than I do now. But even still, I'll try to meal prep my dinners. But it's nice to come home, put up the little quotation marks with my hand, uh, come home from work and not be too tired to get on the stove or hit the grill. This time is so much slower and it gives me the ability to enjoy life and to to have the fresh food that I want to make and to take walks in the middle of the day and to wake up and really just step outside and take in all that nature has to offer. We weren't supposed to move as quickly as we are moving. And I'm not, I think, think way back. Don't think back to, you know, trains and don't think back to intercontinental ships and, and think back to people who lived in villages and in tribes and who built small communities and how their lives were about two things, family and survival. Like that was it. You aligned yourself with a tribe or with a community that would help you to survive. You grew food or you hunted or however you, you know, got your nourishment. That was that was a part of your survival. And then you spent time with family. And yeah, religion was probably thrown in there as well. But um but yeah, it's it was simpler. I think this is forcing us back to a, a simpler space. And so, yeah, I have, I have the time to, uh, on my lunch breaks or whatever, go downstairs, do 45 minutes on the heavy bag, or go for a 45-minute bike ride. Or, um, you know, when I wake up, I can run for 45 minutes, hop in the shower, and then be at my, uh, at my desk by 8 a.m. So... I just really, really am thankful for this time. I'm thankful that I have a home in this time. You know, I'm, I'm reading and, and working on projects during my job. And we're talking about how there are so many people who are homeless or who are being evicted or who are having their utilities shut off. And I am, I'm not stuck at home, but I'm safe at home. And we really have to think about the language that we use because it could be taken away from us in the blink of an eye. You know, my, uh, my job is grant funded. And so thankfully we are stable enough in doing the work that allows the funders to continue to fund us. But it's nothing but, uh, the flick of a switch that could have me and my family in the same position. And it's, it's grace and it is a blessing that we have somewhere to stay. And it's a blessing that hopefully you have somewhere to stay and you have the resources and the tools to continue to live a decently comfortable life. And if you don't, you hopefully have the support system that allows that. But for so many across this country and across this world, they just don't have it. They Social distancing is not an option for a ton of people who live in close quarters or whose livelihood depends on them asking other people for money or for help. 
So so be be thankful. You know, like I said, this is just a stream of consciousness at this time because this is what I feel like I need. This is this is a time where I'm confused. I don't know what the heck is going on out here in this world. You know, I know that we have an idiot in the White House who had us ill prepared for this, but let's say that President Obama was here. We still might not have been properly prepared. Though Trump is the village idiot, no country was really, really ready for this. Now, I think that our ill preparation didn't allow it to get into the country because it would have gotten in either way. Obviously, it's across the world. I think our ill preparation made it so that once it was here, we just didn't know what to do. Like We, we were like, oh my gosh, how do I handle this? And, and that's just a life lesson for us all. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. But when you get rid of the tools that would have allowed you to succeed in a situation like this, no one can be surprised that metropolitan areas like New York City and Los Angeles, California and Washington, D.C. and all these other places, New Orleans, oh my gosh, like these places are doing terribly because we didn't have a plan in place. So life lesson for you, have a plan and your plan might not allow you to fix everything, but what your plan will allow is it will allow you to know, Hey, okay. We still had this, we had to stumble right here, but we know what to do because we knew that the stumble was going to come. I'm really thankful. I've been, um, I've been fortunate enough to, listen to a bunch of, of great podcasts. I've been reading a lot more. I've been doing a lot of journaling. And the time that I've been able to reflect because there aren't as many distractions and I don't have to you know, go from here to there and I don't have to meet with these people, this time has and will be instrumental in the way I develop throughout this year and over the next few years of my life. It's it's truly a gift and I hate that it had to come in this way. Because while I'm grateful for the time, there there are definitely some drawbacks. The Friday before um what's this thing? Alright, cool. Um another notification on my computer. But anyway, the Friday before or the Friday when this really started to kick off and the government was like, hey, y'all need to, to really chill on how how you're gathering. I was supposed to get up with one of my cousins who I don't get to see too much. Um, I was also supposed to that Wednesday before hang out with my best friend from kindergarten. So opportunities missed to spend time with people that I care about. Uh, in addition, was it maybe Sunday, Saturday, Sunday? My great uncle passed away. The funeral service is in New Jersey, right outside New York City. And because that is such a hotbed for the virus, um, I read recently in the Times earlier this week or, or late last week that the coronavirus is doubling in its infection rate every day. So not only can I not go, which I'm not sure if I would or would not have, he and I weren't that close. We met a few times in life. Um, but my grandmother, who is his baby sister, 
she can't go. My great aunt, who I go and check on pretty frequently, um, his older sister, she can't go. So while it there are gifts and blessings in this time, also think about and and be aware of those people who are unable to either celebrate or mourn properly. You know, they're not able to celebrate people's lives or grieve people's lives in a traditional fashion because funerals are now restricted to, you know, 10 to 15 people or something like that. Um, I have a couple friends who were supposed to have weddings. Actually, one was supposed to be this weekend. Um, friends, acquaintances, um, that isn't happening, obviously. And so that's a tough time for her. I have two friends who have weddings scheduled for June and they don't know what's going to happen with them. I'm in one of the two and the other one is a really close friend and I'm just going to be a guest. But while there is a great peace that is going to come from this time, there's also a, a ton of expectations that will not be met in people's lives. You know, baby showers, I have, I have another a college friend, fraternity brother, who wasn't able to have his gender reveal party in the way that he wanted to. So be aware that while some of us are able to flourish in this time and are able to reflect and are embracing it, there are a lot who a lot of people who will resent this time because they're not able to celebrate things like family members. Um, they're not able to to grieve in a traditional sense. They're not able to enjoy their birthdays. And um, and so be aware and be sensitive to that. And yeah, we know it's not all about the celebrations, but these are memories that won't get made in the ways that they wanted them to be made. And, you know, it, it has an impact and we cannot, um, what's the word I'm looking for? not discount. We cannot invalidate those feelings that these people will have. So yeah, how are y'all feeling? You know, leave a comment, um, drop a line on Instagram. If you liked the podcast, share it, invite your friends to, to follow it. But yeah, I appreciate y'all listening. I hope that you all are safe. I hope that your families are safe and I look forward to hearing from you soon. Um, be here again next week, same time, same place. Peace.